88K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, civic passion lawmaker Cheng Chong Tai says he'll vote down a funding plan for Ocean Park tomorrow because it'll water down the branding of the theme park. The Ombudsman is to investigate the regulation of paragliding and illegal diesel filling stations and the police have launched a probe into violent scenes at a meeting of financial services company Convoy Global. Civic passion lawmaker Cheng Chong Tai says he'll vote down a funding plan for Ocean Park tomorrow, saying it'll damage the branding of the theme park by allowing it to subcontract land to private outlets. He said this would turn it into a leisure venue, similar to the Cyberport Waterfront Park, and it would lose its historical meaning and the collective memory shared among Hong Kong people. He accused the government of shirking its responsibility instead of trying to save the financially troubled park. The Hong Kong government should not just trying to rely on a commercial model or commercial rationale to run or to maintain the businesses of the Ocean Park. It should be the responsibility of the government. It's trying to killing the Ocean Park, the brand itself. On the one hand, it's trying to privatize parts of the Ocean Park, but at the same time, it cannot persuade at how this kind of return can be benefit to the whole Ocean Park. Meanwhile, tourism sector lawmaker Yu C. Wing says he tends to support the proposal, saying it's a practical plan with high feasibility. But he wants to see more details of the park's financial plan and a breakdown of its finances, especially after the theme park becomes busy again. The Ombudsman is launching two investigations into the regulation of paragliding activities and illegal fueling stations. Wendy Wong reports. Last year, a paraglider crashed into a vehicle when making an emergency landing on a public road, raising concern over safety. The ombudsman Winnie Chu said a preliminary inquiry showed, despite the internet showing countless advertisements for paragliding, over the past four years, the Civil Aviation Department issued just two permits to paragliding groups, and to date no prosecution has been initiated for any offence under relevant legislation. The office also announced a probe into what it called the long-standing problem of illegal fuel filling stations. It noted that most sold Euro 5 diesel. As this was a duty-free item, oversight fell not within the ambit of the Customs and Excise Department, but with fire services. The office said public view of its control over illegal fuel station wasn't effective. The embattled financial services company Convoy Global says more than a dozen intruders tried to break into a general meeting last night and assaulted staff. Candice Wong reports. In a filing to the local bears, the troubled company described physical and violent disturbances at last night's extraordinary general meeting held to decide on the appointment of board members. Convoy, which is challenging a decision to delist its shares, said about 18 intruders tried to break in and assaulted staff. It said police were called and arrests were made. The row comes as shareholders voted for 14 existing board members to stay and refused to allow former Commerce and Economic Development Minister Frederick Ma and another six to join. Customs officers have arrested a 32-year-old man and seized some $20 million worth of goods in Laofaosan in what it suspects is an attempted smuggling case using a speedboat. Officers say on March the 16th, 22 boxes of electronic goods, high-value food and cosmetics were seized from a lorry, which they believe were destined for a speedboat bound for the mainland. Mark Wu, head of the Syndicate Crimes Investigation Bureau, said there was a rising trend in such cases in the past year, which they believe was due to the pandemic. 
Hong Kong Customs will continue to strengthen our enforcement effort. And the value of articles seized in this case or in past year we detected in C-Channel rose substantially. In view of these smuggling trends, I think uh, Hong Kong Customs will continue to adopt a targeting investigation strategies and also strengthen our cooperation with law enforcement agencies locally and internationally to reinforce our coherence at different channels, in particular the C-Channel. The Clean Air Network says after 10 years of trials on using electric vehicles in commercial and public transport, the government still has no firm plan. The group's Patrick Fung criticised yesterday's roadmap for adopting e-vehicles in Hong Kong, saying many challenges remained, such as finding land to build charging stations and financing the transition to electric. Under its roadmap, the government wants to double charging facilities for private cars by 2025. But Mr Fung said there was no target for charging stations for commercial vehicles and public transport, which accounted for over 90% of roadside pollution. When asked about what is the development goals for public transport and commercial vehicles, in yesterday's press conference, the government officials simply say they don't know. So this is an example of they are not well prepared to announce a plan right now. So in the next two to three years, I think it is very important to look at what went wrong in the past 10 years so that the trials could be conducted better. The government is expected to approve a $7 rise in flagfall for the taxi trade after buses were allowed to increase fares. The chairman of the Hong Kong Taxi and Public Light Bus Association, Chow Kwok Kung, said the move had been a long time coming after its plans, submitted around four years ago, were delayed by anti-government protests and the pandemic. He said it would still be affordable if flagfall for urban taxis went up to $30 as proposed. He said people were sympathetic to the difficulties felt by the taxi trade. Nikkei News Agency has apologised and promised to tighten control after it reported over 1,600 instances of unauthorised access to subscribers' email accounts. It's reported the cases to the Privacy Commissioner. It said since October there'd been unauthorised access to accounts used by Nikkei China, Nikkei's Hong Kong Bureau and an overseas company. It said personal information of subscribers and credit card information of corporate customers could have been exposed. No confirmed cases have so far been found in the latest ambush-style overnight lockdowns, which wrapped up before 8am. A total of over 2,400 residents were tested in Saiyingpun and Causeway Bay. Authorities say they have to retest one of the residents. An infectious diseases expert says people shouldn't let down their guard after receiving their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, as it wouldn't have generated enough protection. Dr Joseph Tsung from the Medical Association was commenting after a policeman tested positive two days after getting a Sinovac jab. Authorities said the officer probably had the virus before being inoculated. Dr Tsung said people needed two vaccine doses for the immune system to generate sufficient antibodies. Turning overseas, two Canadians detained on the mainland are expected to go on trial tomorrow and Monday. Mike Weeks has details. The Canadian government has asked to attend the trials and demanded immediate consular access to businessman Michael Spavor and former diplomat Michael Kovrig. They are to be tried tomorrow and Monday, respectively, on espionage charges. They were detained in 2018 in what the West sees as an apparent retaliation for the arrest of Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou in Vancouver on fraud charges. 
Canada's Foreign Minister Mark Garneau expressed concern about the trials and renewed objections to what he called arbitrary detentions and a lack of transparency surrounding the proceedings. State mouthpiece The Global Times says an Oscar-nominated documentary about the Hong Kong protests in 2019 shouldn't win the award because it lacks artistry and is biased. Vicky Wong reports. The news article published last night cited comments from Chinese film industry observers saying the film Do Not Split wasn't a documentary because it was filmed from the perspective of protesters and didn't show the full picture of the movement. Another said the Oscars was being turned into a political tool and this would hurt the feelings of Chinese audiences and could lead to a heavy loss in the Chinese film market. Yesterday, some news outlets reported that mainland media channels were ordered not to transmit live coverage of the Oscars after Do Not Split was nominated for Best Short Documentary. A senior North Korean diplomat has condemned attempts by Joe Biden's new administration to make contact with Pyongyang. The first vice minister for foreign affairs, Che Sun-hui, said approaches by the United States would go unanswered until it dropped its hostile policies. Here's the BBC's Laura Bicker. Che Sun-hui said this was a cheap trick to buy time. She added that the Biden administration was putting forward a lunatic theory about threats from North Korea and what she described as groundless rhetoric about complete denuclearization. The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, and Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin are due to hold meetings in Seoul today and meet the South Korean President Moon Jae-in as the Biden administration tries to formulate a strategy to deal with the North's growing nuclear arsenal. Scientists have uncovered startling evidence from 19th century whaling logbooks that sperm whales learned fast how to try to evade the slaughter. They say logs from American whalers show the rate of successful harpoonings of sighted whales dropped by about 58% within the first few years of hunts in the northern Pacific. The BBC's Danny Eberhard has the story. The researchers say the speed of the change can't be accounted for by genetic evolution. They attribute the adoption of new defensive techniques to social learning. Before industrial hunting started in the North Pacific, sperm whales' main predators were orcas or killer whales. To protect against them, groups of sperm whales would form defensive circles. But such techniques made them vulnerable to whalers. Anecdotal evidence suggests they soon learnt new ways, such as swimming upwind to escape sailboats. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,479. That's 444 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $99 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.95 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 19 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 82 cents. Our sports reporter, Adam Jung, is standing by with the main sports news. But first... The creative director of the Tokyo Olympic Games has resigned after suggesting a female entertainer could take part in the opening ceremony dressed as a pig. The BBC's Dan Johnson has more details. Hiroshi Sasaki is out on his ear after suggesting in group messages that the entertainer Naomi Watanabe should descend from the sky in a pig costume for what he called the Olympic segment of the opening ceremony. He's apologised, saying he now recognised the idea was hugely insulting to Miss Watanabe. It's a further twist in the tale of the Tokyo Games, delayed from last summer because of the pandemic and under new leadership after the committee's chief got the chop when he said women talk too much in meetings. 
And now with the regular sports news, as promised, here's Adam Jern. First of football's European Champions League, where Chelsea have qualified for the last eight. Chelsea, oh, break away, break away with Pulisic. This could finish it, and it's a chance for Emerson to touch. score with his first touch and finish this tie-off. Chelsea on the way through to the quarterfinals now. Chelsea defeated the Spanish league leaders Atletico Madrid 2-0 at Stamford Bridge. Moroccan international Hakim Ziyech and Emerson got the goals to complete a 3-0 aggregate win for the Blues. Former England international Karen Carney was at the game. Fantastic. You Over the two legs, you've got to look at these team selections were spot on. The performances from the team, the individuals, brilliant. Clean sheets as well against an Atletico Madrid side. It's... Dream, absolute dream from Chelsea. They thoroughly deserved it. Brilliant performance, especially today. Mendy's have pretty much had nothing to do, you know. So they're really moving forward, as you said, an exciting period for Chelsea. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel says he wants to restore the club's reputation in the Champions League now that they've made the quarterfinals for the first time since 2014. I think that also nobody wants to play against us. So I think nobody wants to, to, to be in the competition against us. We're in quarterfinal. It will be eight strong teams. Um, and, and this is very clear. But we go step by step and um, see what, what challenge we have to face. We are used to tough challenges and big challenges. And uh, we, we, we take everything what we need to, to, to face. Bayern Munich are also through to the last eight. The reigning champions defeated Lazio 2-1 to secure a 6-2 win on aggregate. The draw for the quarterfinals will take place tomorrow. To the NHL and a night to remember for Mika Zibanejad of the New York Rangers. The Swedish forward scored a hat-trick along with three assists in New York's 9-0 hammering of the Philadelphia Flyers, the biggest margin of victory for the Rangers in 25 years. All of his points were recorded in the second period during which the Rangers exploded for seven goals. In the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks took down the first-place Philadelphia 76ers thanks to a sparkling overtime display by Yanis Antetokounmpo. The Greek freak scored 10 of his 32 points in the extra frame, and the Bucks won 109-105, their third in the Eastern Conference. Second-place Brooklyn have won six in a row to move level with Philly at the top. James Harden scored a 40-point triple-double to lead the Nets past the Indiana Pacers, 124-115. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And that is the news and sport from RTHK. No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See your doctor promptly if feeling unwell. 
even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. And welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 18th of March, is today's date. Many thanks once to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. We have a jam packed show for your listening pleasure this afternoon. First of all, we'll be chatting with children's author Martha Keswick about her latest book on landslides from the Cope Disaster series. This is a great series which aims to help children to better understand and be prepared for environmental catastrophes. 
Martha will be joining us in about 